video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 225 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Henry the Red homeboy, Mr. Hollywood Grizz. Oh, I like that. You like that? Like yeah, Howlin' yeah, Mad yeah. Murphy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, what's, a, over what's on... <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, we call you Grizz and everything. I was, I was going to say, like, what? You could do like a bear. You could do like a bear roar. You know, if you want. I'm not confident in a bear roar. Like I, I feel like my voice would crack and it'd be very like yeah. unflattering. Brock bear Lesner, roar. When Brock Lesnar would do the scream <laughs> and it would come out like high pitch. <laughs> yeah, like that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly I love, what it. I love it. I love it. Um, we are past the spooky season, man. It's over. Halloween is over. Uh, we're going into Thanksgiving, then Christmas, Hanukkah, all the good stuff. New Year's. I feel like the uh, the the chains are off. We are no longer bound by the pumpkin spice yes. movie. Um, I mean, I guess we still are. It's still like it's kind of fall, you okay. know. But you know, I will say though, as much as I do love, you know, uh, EK, if you're listening right now, I want you to close your ears. As much as I love Halloween, I'm dude. At the end of it, I'm always kind of glad, you know. I'm always like, cause yeah. uh, you know that that's enough. I'm good with that, you know. Yeah, um, I I'm always sad to see it go, but this year for whatever reason, I felt like there weren't as many houses decorated on the block. Um, we had a ton of trick or treaters, maybe because um, my house and the house next door, we have we all have like shit on the lawn and everything. Oh, bro, you live in like so, suburbia too, bro. Your place is like it's like prime a trick or treating territory. Well, the thing about it is, is that like there's all farm country around us, and then it's like a dense, like ten by ten block area. Guess where those of, farm kids are coming. <laughs> yeah so, well so then you have all these kids and shit that live around because there's a lot of young families for whatever reason in my in my town you have all these kids now where are they gonna go these blocks and then of course a lot of people don't turn the lights on and they don't answer the door you're gonna head to the house that has the fucking giant ghost face on the front lawn and the uh, zombies coming out of the ground yeah, and shit and, I, you I, know? Don't, I don't have a light on <laughs> outside and i don't answer the door yeah so well you're you you uh you're not really a partaker in that ever right you're not uh or no kids don't really come to you anyway they don't i mean i don't decorate the whole house or anything like that i think like I don't know, man. I I really love Halloween, and I I enjoyed I enjoyed it more when I was a kid. I just, I, you know, something's happened inside of me, Mike. I don't feel the spirit as much as I used to, man. Like, I don't go to like Halloween parties anymore, like, dude. Like, we dressed up last weekend for the show. That's probably the first time I've dressed up for Halloween in probably like, dude, psh, damn near ten years, honestly. Damn. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't wow. know. Wow. It's just something okay. that uh, I, I need. Man. I need a fucking like. Uh, I need a Halloween shot next year to really like. All right, boost that's, me up. That's dude. what I'm. That's what I'm getting to right now, man. I vow to you, we will do some sort of Halloween event next year. 
Live. How about that? Live. Like we'll do, we'll figure something out, okay. somewhere to go, somewhere to do it, and we'll do a Halloween event where you get dressed up. Everybody will be dressed up. A Halloween party, I guess you could say. See, if I had an right? event like that to, to look forward to, dude, I would go all out. I would, I would legitimately find. I wouldn't go to like fucking Spirit and get like a fucking twenty dollar costume. I would legit like try to fucking do it. You would right, go get plastic you know? surgery. Yeah, dude, do I would get right. the surgery done, uh, the nip tuck, you know, I, not, not I'm talking about my stomach, I'm talking about my balls and my wiener, I would nip and tuck all of that, and I would finally make the transition I've been waiting for, and that would be my Halloween costume, so. Hey, man, whatever whatever it takes to get you back in the mood. It would do uh, it. You know, that's what it is, but I, I feel like that's what, we both need that. I haven't gone to like a legit Halloween party in so long like and had just like a great fucking time it's because usually i mean we're adults so hollow yeah. and the, the type of work adults. that we do or that we did <laughs> at least for me um like you, you're working i was working three to eleven for years you know what i mean there was nothing what, what, what the fuck was i gonna do halloween's over by the time i fucking get home you know what i mean and of course encore and of course you would end up working like four to midnight instead because they want you there later for whatever reason oh. so it's like you know halloween's canceled this year or whatever then they had corona and all that stuff but like dude we need a good halloween next shot, year i say that 2023 let's do it you said halloween something shot, a meth fucking hit you said something a minute ago and it's got me going down this like existential like rabbit hole a little bit here and uh, i've been thinking about it a lot lately yak backs oh those are fun those are fun. <laughs> but i'm gonna say this you said we're adults, right? Uh-huh. I'm 36 years old, dude. Yeah. And in my head, and I'm and I'm like asking this to all bad tasters out here. Like at your age, whether you're, you know, in your 20s or you're the fucking the OGs of the group here, and like do you still feel like your inner monologue and you are still like a teenager? So, like, you don't expect other people to look at you as an adult? Like, I'm 36 years old, and I don't know how people in society, like, view me. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they see me yeah. as, an, as, like, an adult? Or do they see me as, like, a fucking punk-ass kid? Like, I feel like... So, like, I, it's a hard thing to balance. I just want to see myself in a crowd, right? Without knowing uh-huh. it's me. Like, you know, that, that's what I want to see, dude. Here, here's the thing, man that's all that's all like made up in your head that like you're not an adult and all that shit when you're a kid and you see people that were like our age right right, you had no fucking clue what the hell they were doing or who they were talking to what they were doing for fun and shit like maybe you know we don't have kids uh you know so that's like something you have to think about when you think about well yeah Yeah, well um I hope you don't, man. I don't. I don't want to. It's gonna. Be, it's gonna be like the, the tabloid, baby. Um, but like we, you know, you think about your parents who had multiple kids by the time they were our age. Oh yeah, were childless. A lot of people our age now are childless, also and shit. People still just hanging out, man. They're having fun. They're, you don't got to give up your fucking hobbies. You don't got to give up your interests and stuff just because you get older. I feel like I'm perpetually like 21. Yeah, I mean, that, I make better. It. Yeah, 
I make better decisions than I did at that time. Oh, like, obviously, 100%. I learned things and stuff. But, like, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop fucking watching horror movies. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop playing guitar. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop fucking thinking, you know, fucking fart jokes are funny <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I still play video games and all that stuff. But you know what? I get up. I go do my I go to my fucking job. I don't miss a fucking day. Yeah, we have adult you know jobs, I mean? dude. It's true. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's we're, just, we're this, it's just this weird thing that I've been like <laughs> trying to go through like lately because I recently uh, got a new job where like I'm like kind of like it's like a big boy job, you know, like the biggest one I've ever held. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but like, so I'm like, man, do like other people that I work with like. Like, I hope they don't view me the way I view myself because they're going to take me as a fucking joke, dude. So, like, I don't know. It's just this weird, like, existential, like, fucking mind fuck that I've been dealing with recently where I just want to meet myself without knowing that it's me and just see how I would view myself, you know? I'm very judgmental. I'm a fucking horrible person. So I want (laughs) to judge me from the exterior point of view. I I can I can assure you you are an adult in my eyes, man. You are Don't too, worry, dude. Thanks, dude. I appreciate. Thank you. That. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody's probably listening to this and are probably like, "Fucking, what the fuck are these two talking about?" Whatever. That's they all podcast. know. It. You know it. That's our. If you're podcast, like in your dude. if you're in your mid thirties right now, you fucking know what yeah, we're talking you're dealing about. Dealing with it also. You know I hope. The, yeah, you know that fucking question. You know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know who also doesn't give a fuck. Bruce Campbell, man. Bruce Campbell does not give a Why fuck. Would he? And that brings us to this movie that we watched this week. Um, this is kind of out of left field, this one, but we we're like, hey, you know what? Let's do a classic. You've never done and it. And I. I, I couldn't believe it. I figured this would have been done maybe in like the first 50 episodes, but apparently not. And that's 1992's Army of Darkness, the third installment of the Evil Dead franchise. Um, I guess it's technically the sequel to the first one or the second one, right? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> really a very convoluted, you know, story of, but it absolutely could and was the sequel to the first yeah. one and turned out to be the sequel to the second one. This, this is basically after the night of hell that Ash goes through. This is where he ends up. This is the continuation of the story. Way different than the other ones, but it still contains a lot of stuff that made the other ones very good, very enjoyable, entertaining. Um, a lot of hate for funny. this movie out there, dude. I was just going to say, it's funny that people don't like this one, though, for whatever reason. I guess because it's not in the woods. Um, I, I mean, the second one isn't scary. The first one, I guess you could say, is scary. The second one is really more like this. Yeah. More like Army of Darkness. But, you know, we've we've watched tons of movies where people, for whatever reason, just hate sequels of movies for the sake of hating the sequels. But uh, this one, I feel like I used to watch this a lot as a kid, rented it a lot as a kid. I own the tape. I actually couldn't find it in my fucking wall. I got to look for that. <laughs> dig it out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this to me is is a horror classic, even though also it came out in 1992, way, way after the 80s boom and everything, kind of in the lull 
of like American horror that wasn't shot on video at the time. Oh yeah. Right? Like, you know, the whole hate thing is kind of, it's, it's strange to me because you see a lot of people who they obviously, you know, one is a cult classic, but I feel like majority of evil dead fans are really drawn to part two. Like that's like, I feel the, the big one of the series in, yeah. in a lot of people's eyes. And that's like, a, you know, like you just said, it's not a, a, a scary movie. It's more comedy based. And this one is like the same. It's very comedy based. It's actually probably more so, but it's like, where's that disconnect from people who really loved part two, but then the huge drop off of people that don't like part three, like that, that sensibility is still the same. The thing that you loved and, and Ash Williams, the fucking character who is amazing. Like this is the best version. This is the best version. version This is so refined. This is peak. Dude, yeah, uh, this is peak Ash. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're. I don't want to like talk too much about the movie itself before we get into it and all that shit. But um, I, I really feel like people, I guess, just want to see that trapped in the fucking house, the cabin in the woods, being assaulted by the mist and the deadites and all that shit. And this one is like quite different. It has less of that type of Evil Dead thing going on kind of uh more mm, I, don't, I don't i don't know it's what grandiose what really man. i want it's 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 a yeah. bigger atmosphere it's it's more yeah. things to have fun and play with in the sensibility of evil dead 2 like what is not the fucking like about that yeah i i think sam raimi did a good job with this movie um i guess people were expecting something different even though you see the car drop into the fucking medieval times at the end of the movie so like i don't know what you were really expecting but uh you know people have their their uh, opinions oftentimes they're wrong yeah oftentimes we are right (laughs) (laughs) but like even from like you know the writing of evil dead 2 in that movie the idea was to go back in time like this was so like the hatred that people have for like the setting of this this movie that we're going to get into and stuff it's just like this was this was always the plan like that's to like say that like you hate the original idea of like what evil dead was supposed to be because like this whole thing with the necronomicon was was already laid out it just took a little bit for this movie to get produced and stuff but man I really get down on people who are Evil Dead fans that don't like Army of Darkness. (laughs) It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Let's hit the trailer and let's just get into the movie because I'm I'm dying to talk about this. this. Age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. And a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. Just swallow us all. Anybody die! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold 
by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Platu, Berata, Nictu. I got it, I got it! Fulfilled by a wise guy. Platu, Berata, Nictu! When thou spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. <coughs> now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Oh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Comes army of darkness. They live. They breathe. Army of Darkness. Um, so Grizz, uh, why don't you give a little rundown of what this movie's about? So basically we got Ash Williams, who has now been sucked in through the Book of the Dead back in time. And we are in, uh, you know, medieval uh, England or Scotland or like what is it like that? Uh, yeah, I think he said the 14th century. 14th century, yeah, dude. And I love the setting so much. I just want to say that. I love spoof movies around this time period. Those are the best. Um, so like basically now, you know, Ash is taken in prisoner and is set on a mission to find the book of the dead, which will help release the evil from the land, but also send him back to his rightful time and place. So that's basically what has to happen in this film, but it is so much more than that. It, there, there's so many fun things and characters that are introduced in this movie. It's like I just said, the whole like medieval setting when done in like this, I'm, I, a lot of people love this setting and all kinds of like real fucking dramas and shit. But for me, like dude, fucking, uh, what is it? Men in tights, things like that. I love this setting for just yeah. like hardcore comedies. And, and really, is this not just like a Mel Brooks horror movie? That's exactly what this what feels, it feels like. like. Yeah. And it's, it's like written in such a way where they took all that like slapstick comedy from evil dead one and two and like somehow fit it in the story where it doesn't feel like it's for like stupid all, dude yeah yeah and they did such a good job and i don't know if that's like the writing i don't know if that's bruce campbell as an actor playing ash like he really just channeled the character in this um well, you know what let's talk about ash in this movie so in the first two or part two, I guess, uh, whichever, whatever you want. I guess we should really just reference part two. Yeah. Right. Cause like, that's kind of where this one starts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's kind of like all over the place. He's extremely scared. He's like a bumbling idiot for half the movie. And in this movie, he's like super confident. Suave. He's like, yeah, he's like super cool. He's not scared to fight the deadites and shit. He's able to handle the witch in the fucking uh, in the pit like no problem. Oh yeah, chops you know he. And not only that, like Bruce Campbell in 1992 is a stud, dude. You know what I even like? He still looks really young in the first two, but like in 1992, man, ooh, he's an adult. I wish he was dude, hanging baby. dong in this. I wish he was hanging <laughs> dong in this movie. Oh, no. can you shit. imagine his chin, dude, with the chin like that? 
his dong's got to be like at least a seven incher. <laughs> God damn, dude. You can't have appendages the way this man does and not be fucking really like Subway sandwiching in your fucking pants, right? I mean, dude. God. This guy's got the $5 footlong. Right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Dead eye um, dong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just really think he nailed the character in this movie. He's probably, I mean, I guess he's not the most likable in this one because like we said, he is super arrogant and everything. And he does kind of, he does some selfish shit and is kind of an asshole at some points, but that's Ash. Dude. I, you know what I mean? That's, that makes that's him the more character. Likeable. Like, cause he's like, it's a real fucking person, dude. Not everybody bats a hundred. Like, even That's people true. with the best intentions are going to be a little selfish sometimes in certain uh, certain situations. So it just seemed like really like like you, dude. He really just feels believable as Ash Williams. Like like it's him. Like it's him. Yeah. Like if I met Bruce Campbell, I would just I would I would hope that I was meeting Ash Williams, you know, because like that's what I expect is this like suave kind of assholey. But that like those are some of my best my favorite parts of this movie, dude. Is like he comes back with the fucking book and everyone is fucking cheering and stuff, and he is such an asshole. To the fucking village people. He's he like, like tells one, he's like, get back. the fuck out of my face. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit, man. He's like, all right, now send me back. And he's like, did you say the words? And he's like, yeah. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Oh, my God, dude, the Merlin-looking motherfucker. The, the, the wise guy's man. guy's awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that guy so much. He's the one that believes in Ash, that he's... All right, so there's like a prophecy in this movie that like somebody's gonna fall from the sky, and this person's gonna help them defeat the deadites. It's written which in is, the Necronomicon that this is gonna happen. Yeah, which, which is fucking awesome. That like in this universe, like this medieval universe, there's like oh, don't go in the forest over there. There's like an evil force in there, and there's this spooky old graveyard with like supernatural shit, evil books. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but good. um this like merlin character this dude is like i i guess he's the one that moves the plot along gives us the backstory yes. and everything and he's definitely kind of gives us direction yeah but i really love the character i like these like medieval wizard alchemist type people and shit and like him mixed with i guess 1992 ash williams is fucking it's gold oh, i don't know yeah. how people don't like this and, and I could see like there's a lot of uh, like this in Army of Darkness universe. There's a lot of like disconnection of uh, of reality that has to take place. Obviously, like you have to you know accept the fact that he's able to create this like mechanical fucking hand, like robotic yeah. hand and shit like that. But like, I, and maybe that's why people don't care for it so much. But it's like you've already like you know disattached from reality in the second one to a point like let this take you for the fucking ride man like it's so like oh like some of my favorite stuff is some of the wildest shit dude like the miniature ashes that come out of the mirrors yeah like and that's such a cool and like people who don't you know if you really like that whole like stuck in the cabin vibe there is a little bit of that in this movie when he's stuck in the windmill like it's it's that kind of same feeling that cool paranoia setting. and shit like that it's all there for you yeah and 
you know, like you were saying about people not believing that he built the hand and shit. It's like, yeah, you won't believe that, but you'll believe that there's a giant tree monster <laughs> in the second movie. And there's also, <laughs> oh yeah, and there's a portal that'll send you to a different fucking time right. and space. Like, come on, just fucking enjoy it. Just take it for I what agree. it is. Like the guy cut his fucking hand off and attached a chainsaw to it. Like, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Get the fuck on. We're, we're watching fucking Evil Dead movies here. And, and, and dude, like, the, the, the speaking of the chainsaw and the, the old wizard man. So, like, we basically, when the movie opens up, you know, Ash is prisoner from the, the these people. And he's with Henry the Red. And they think he's one of fucking Henry's people. And they have this pit. And that's where Mike had mentioned him slaughtering the witch. I love this whole fucking scene, man. When they throws the first Henry the Red uh, guy into the pit and it just sprays out like gallons of fucking blood uh, all oh over the God. crowd and shit. It's Th- very dead alive. It yes, exactly. Like those kind of things are are here and, and that's so fucking fun, dude. And then when, you know, Ash is in the pit, he kicks the fucking monster's ass and he escapes from the pit. His attitude and how mad he is, and just being like, "Who the fuck wants some, dude?" I I can't get enough of those scenes. That's like the best parts of these movies for me. When uh, when he's talking to what what the hell's her name, Sheila? Sheila, of course it is. Right? Um, was was it Sheila or Linda? No, it's Sheila. Um. She, she's like, but all those beautiful things you said to me. He's like, hey, it's just pillow talk, <laughs> baby. Pillow talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole scene is so funny. Good, I needed a horse blanket. Ooh. Like all this funny shit. Like he's such an asshole, but it works in the movie. Like for what he's trying to do, what he's trying to accomplish, and yes. because he's like an arrogant asshole, he causes like this army to rise out of this spooky ass fucking graveyard. Looks like something out of like the haunted mansion well, or like I mean, a Disney fair, cartoon. He should have fucking wrote those words down, bro. Like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, remember. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> those. Well, what's funny is like you're watching it, and when he says it the second time, he gets it wrong. Oh, yeah. He says it wrong the second time he says it. That's why he said say it again. But it's so fucking funny, man. Holy shit. And do, do you remember the words? I. Clatu uh, Verata? Yeah, I can never remember the fucking third one, though. I always send, say next send time. Send me, baby. <laughs> send me. You got it. But I like when he's in the graveyard doing it and he's like, Clata Verata. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking and he goes, around. Okay, I'm gonna, he's like, okay, I'm gonna take the book. That's so funny. I, I really love the scene of like the army of the dead like coming back and like them digging each other out of the grave and everything. Like the it's whole deadite dude. army is so fucking epic, dude. The it's such a cool concept and like it's so it's such a I don't, like I don't know. Did you see these like big battles and all these like you know? Uh, period piece movies and stuff like that and then to do it in this movie in this fashion is so fucking epic yeah it, it looks just, like fucking jason and the argonauts or some shit or like saying, dude, it, it's just <laughs> but it's an army of fucking skeletons and dead dude it's this is so fucking cool and I guess that's why I get mad at people who don't like it. Why I'm just like, there's a fucking army of skeletons we're dealing with here, people. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to see possessed people. That's it. That's all anybody wants to see. They just want to see possessed people. You can see some really cool 
unique shit though too i mean there it is a little gaggy because of the comedy but dude the birth of evil ash when the fucking oh. the, he swallows the one little fucking ash and then he grows out of the side of him dude it is the that eyeball in the shoulder is gnarly as fuck looking man like that is yeah, super it looks fucking great. cool i love when he's like cutting him up and oh. he's like and he like throws the fucking dirt or whatever on his face and he's like wait what'd you say and he starts saying it again and he (laughs) he throws the dirt on him oh man but see like to me like that's cool that like he buries the body and it comes back you know what I mean like that's that's such an awesome like plot twist and when Evil Ash is like you know reborn or whatever that's such a cool fucking scene where like his face is hanging off and he's like I live again dude it's like (laughs) this this has so many good horror elements in it yeah I guess people just wanted the cabin in the woods uh, you know people getting possessed and like there is gore in the movie it's not like it's completely devoid of, of all blood and shit there's tons of stuff going on in this but I guess because it doesn't take place in a spooky forest and all that stuff, people just, they don't want it. But how many times could you do that? Like, realistically, like, what what were they supposed to do? Like, okay, like, another night in the woods? It's the same movie then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you had to change it. It would have It would have gotten fucking repetitive. It would have gotten boring. It probably wouldn't have been as good as this. That's for sure. You know, so I don't know what people were expecting. What what the fuck did they want? If if like I could go back and like be in my late teens in the early nineties instead of the late nineties, I would have been you know super excited for the the release of this movie, seeing the posters for Army of Darkness, like, and then finally going to a theater and seeing this, being an Evil Dead fan already, man, I would have this would have blew my fucking mind because I it, there's nothing like this there like. You know, even you take the uh, half the comedy out. There's still nothing like this in this kind of setting in horror. Like there, it's just so fucking unique. Yeah, and if you actually think about it, this is the fourth movie because uh, this, um, not the fourth movie. Yeah, this is the fourth movie because they did the fucking Evil in the Woods or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, and then it became Evil Dead. True. Then Evil Dead 2. And then this one. So, like, how, you, you gonna do another fucking movie in the woods? Like, so... Uh, what What the fuck? Speaking of another movie, this kind of brings up an interesting point. That uh, we ended up watching two different cuts of this film. I watched yes. the theatrical cut. You watched the director's cut. And yes. the uh, the reason why there even is a director's cut is is just because of obviously like a ton of fucking disputes with the studio and the direction that Sam Raimi wanted everything to go in and what the studio thought would be a happier ending for everybody to actually sit through and shit. I get the ending of this movie where he is finally sent back in time after defeating the fucking army of darkness with the uh, the firepower and all that. And he's sent back to the store to, to Smart, and he ends up blowing the fucking brains out of another deadite there and hugging the babe and fucking saying his lines and shit like that. But your ending, I actually think, is a cooler ending, dude. Yeah, I, I really like the ending that I uh, 
that I had this. Okay, so I have only seen the theatrical version because that was what was on the tape and everything. That's the tape I have. That that's what was on TV. And I watched the director's cut for the first time for this fucking uh, um, this podcast. And the only thing that really stuck out to me that was different was the ending. Now the ending that I have. They say, okay, you know, we're going to do this, the, the thing. You're going to drink the shit, take this many drops. You're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up in your time. So he wakes up. He's got like a big beard and shit. Like he's all like scraggly looking. So and he like emerges from the little cave room thing that he's in. And he sees like a planet of, of the apes type like scene where all like shit is just destroyed Big like the earth is like just fucking in shambles yeah. and stuff yeah it looks like there's some sort of futuristic building there too and stuff like he slept too long and that's the ending i slept too long and so and supposedly that. they did that ending to potentially set up a fucking sequel to army of darkness where now ash is in the future and fighting dead eyes. Oh, would have loved that, to imagine like a Terminator Ash Williams type of fucking scenario. Oh my dude. god, so cool! There, they could have did like a ton of shit with that. Yeah, you know what so I mean. Many like where the future. Well, not even that. I'm just saying that ending, that the director's cut ending. You could have made the fucking fourth movie. Like he realizes, like, oh, this is like actually like a fucking like a dumping site for things. And like those aren't actually like to size or something. You know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah, could have yeah, yeah. just made it seem like it was some bullshit and he is back in like the normal time or whatnot. But I would have loved to see like a, a futuristic Ash. And that would have been at the time. Well, obviously a couple years later, but when everybody started going to space. So like, you know, Perfect I'm surprised timing. nobody said like, hey, you know, we had this like set up for this. Like, what do you think? Should we do it? And it took years until they did uh, the remake, and then you had Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is more, um, I guess that would, yeah, that would work with the with the theatrical ending, right? That yeah, that's yeah, canon. yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that's yeah. canon with the theatrical ending. And like, I think that's a great show that they did. I think it fits more. I think that that show is definitely probably where people would have wanted you know army of darkness to go and in, in, in that kind of tone and in that you know yeah. gore and shit like that so i could see why that show did so well i wish it had more of the comedy in it that's what i think that show was lacking uh, at, at at the heart of it that show wasn't it was like more not serious but that was more like an evil dead one type deal yeah that's how i felt about it when i watched it and it's just because of the whole you know you you get episodal dramas that continue a story you get a lot of fluff you get a lot of like bullshit story character development that you don't get in a movie so i think that's what i didn't care for in it i'm i'm like a real like I don't like, dude, I've never been like a big movie or TV series person. Like, I don't want to sit through and have to fucking remember shit from the week before and all that crap. I didn't watch Lost and all that garbage and shit, dude. Like, you don't want to wait a week for the next episode? <laughs> not not for me, dude. You know, I want. I have a very short attention span. Let's get me in and get me out and like fucking something I can remember. Yeah. So, I gotcha. 
that's where like the whole Evil Dead, you know, TV show kind of fell apart for me was a lot of the fluff of like the character stories that I didn't give a fuck about. I want Ash Williams. I want to fucking be kicking some dead-eyed ass. I don't care about anything else, dude. I uh, I don't think I had the channel that it was on. That's why I didn't watch it. And I'm sure I could stream it now, maybe somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to check that out because I did want to go back and watch it because I did hear a lot of like great things and I did watch. A handful of episodes, maybe from season one, um, but I, I would like to go back, check it out. Bruce is the man still. You'll love it for Bruce. Yeah. I mean, he he holds up. He's just as good now as he ever was. Do you feel like he could do another movie? I know he's not going to, but do you think he would work in another Evil Dead movie? Yes. I think you could do it and you just do it for like the actual time period that's like spanned since army you know pick up where army yeah. left in the store and shit like that he's still at the fucking smart but he's like the fucking general manager now or whatever and like it's like an older yeah, man yeah older man and like all of a sudden there's a fucking return somehow of the fucking necronomicon and shit dude like that i would love to see and like play up the fact that he's a fucking old man you know like really yeah. lay into it I, I agree. I feel like you can use the Ash character, even like, even if he was too old to do any of the fighting, I feel like he still works. Yes. Like, you could still have him be like the person directing things and all that shit. He could still or like the slapstick comedy, you know? He still has that sensibility. Man, I, I just, I don't think we're going to get it though, right? No, I think I he think said he's done playing way. Ash. Yeah. That's a shame. I, I wouldn't mind though seeing a sequel to that Evil Dead remake though. That I was pretty too. sick. Yeah, they did a great job. I like the character switch up for the, the female and stuff, dude. Really, I even like the whole drug addiction aspect of it. I thought it was a great storyline to to get them out there in the first place. You know, it makes sense why they're in this secluded area. Really smart of them. I don't think anything could ever beat that fucking original. No, obviously like, not. You can't compare it to that, though. You know, you really can't. That I'm gonna just say the best part of the original Evil Dead is probably the beginning up until they play the fucking uh the tape player till they like play the recording and like the and that's like what op- like awakens the thing yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best that's the best section of the movie to really? me at least i love the build up to that and i think it's like so creepy when they're playing the fucking tape and everything i think that's the best part of the movie and I know people are going to say, like, that's fucking stupid because there's all the gore and all that no, shit. No, I, I get in that, though, because it's, in the basement. it tells a great story. Without that, the rest of it is nothing. Like, you don't give a fuck about the rest of the movie without, you know, learning about these characters and, like, you know, finding out who's a dickhead and stuff like that. Like, it's 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 important, man. Yeah, and that's probably why I could sit through all those stupid shot on video movies because I just like build up to things. That's why um, you like and it's fucking funny. Demon Wind. That's it, right there, dude. <laughs> Makes sense. Though. But you know, it's funny. I don't like slow burn movies, but I'll watch a movie where it feels like the whole movie's building up to something, <laughs> and then nothing happens. <laughs> like, what's that called? Just, That's not even a slow burn. It's just a burn. <laughs> yeah, just getting burned, dude. I've been watching so many fucking movies lately. I've like gotten back into the swing of just like always have, putting so- like, yeah, like always putting something on. Um, I got out of the habit of watching nothing but YouTube videos. It's a dark hole, man. Oof. And it's it's not good. And uh, thanks to my boy Bruce, I started doing something because he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I keep a list 
of everything I watch and then like I, I rate it so I have like a list to like refer to wow, and I started doing that nerds. now dude I started doing that now but and it's like I wish I I wish I started this years ago because there's so many movies where it's like oh like even for the podcast like oh like maybe we should do this and then like I'll put it on to like watch it before we decide on anything and I'm like oh I, rem- I remembered this being a lot better like this kind of sucks yeah there's been a few you of know, those like, that we've come across that's for sure and I, if I kept the list I, w- I wouldn't have to fucking do that I would, I would know off the bat that a 5 out of 5 is fucking sick just like all the fucking Polonius shit did you ever see channel 13 no, I have not did you ever see that no it's it's like apparently they the Polonia brothers made like an anthology back it's supposed to have been shot like um right before splatter farm yeah yeah there's pieces but it was like uh, hallucinations yes, and, and it, stuff like that no well no this is this is different this stuff wasn't used for any of that um this was something that mark found when he was like organizing like a room full of like tapes and everything huh. and for whatever reason they never finished the movie and Mark ended up finishing it like years later and they they put it on Tubi I think it's on but I watched it and I was like holy shit this is fucking awesome because it's like literally a mixture of like splatter farm era like era Polonia stuff and yeah. then like some newer stuff like sprinkled in it's it's really cool I had no idea that that existed I had no idea that was a thing and I've seen channel 13 like I saw the artwork Maybe like on eBay or some shit like that. I think that. I've like, seen the artwork for it too. I'm familiar with what it looks like, but I've never right. seen the movie. It's, it's, it's worth, I mean, I like it. So like, I can't say you're going to like it, yeah. but it's one of those things where it's like shot on video anthologies, man. They're out there and that's well, something that we should do. You know, some of that shit. I thought the Polonius could do no wrong. And then I watched bad magic. So, uh, you gotta watch it as as uh, Mr. Kegstand from the Laser Grave pod, uh, podcast said. Maybe uh, around the third watch, you start figuring it out. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what I need. I, I need to fucking torture I, myself a few more times. I I I gotta say, man, I watched it um, again the other day, and it it does get more enjoyable. Like once you kind of know what's going on. Stupid. All right, I can't help it, dude. There's a reason somebody gave you that tape. It's because they were like, this fucking trash movie. Give it this fucking out of here. It's awesome. I love it. Um, One more Polonia thing. I watched Feeders 3. I saw they just uh, dropped that. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. I got to say, because we're such, we're fans of Feeders 1 and 2. Should just save it for Christmas? It's not a Christmas movie, but we uh, could cover it for Christmas. It's not a Christmas. Oh, fuck oh well. Te- oh well. Technically, <laughs> technically, we could do it for Christmas. Just saying, dude. I'm going to tell you this. It ties one and two together and like wraps everything up. Beautiful. And it explains everything. When when we're done recording, I'll just give you a quick thing so you know why it works but i think we should do this for christmas all right fair enough we need christmas movies anyway we'll f- so we'll put that on the list feeders three baby feeders three but uh army of darkness grizz is there anything else that uh you'd like to say about this one i mean not really do we this movie's been covered to death you know i just thought that it was appropriate for us to to have it in the books as being covered 
part of my favorite movie series and uh you know we can check it off the books now but we will be getting back to our regular scheduled programming as of next week we got a nice one lined up for the people mike why don't you let them know real quick what we're going to be doing oh yeah next week we're going to be watching well we're going to be heading back to mexico to watch grave robbers uh i'm not not sure what year it is but uh it's on tubi i think it might be like 89 or something like that this is the follow-up movie from uh the um cemetery of terror that we covered that blew our fucking minds last month we're trying again it was really probably the highlight of the halloween season for me was watching that movie dude yeah you bought it i did you went and bought you went and bought it i bought this one as well damn yep so we figured let's fucking do it i think this is on tubi also so you guys could watch it ahead of time but i'm pumped to fucking do that one man that's gonna be fucking sick dude great robbers man this is going to be from what i can see and from everything i've read I'm expecting an equally enjoyable, shocking experience as we got with Cemetery of Terror. I saw a little bit of this movie. Um, well, I saw a little bit more than a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the way that it looks. It looks like demons. No shit. Like the visual quality of the movie. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of like the demons Blu-ray. I was like, oh my God, like this looks fucking great. Just wait, man. You're going to fucking love that shit. But before we can start talking about uh, Grave Robbers, Grizz, it's time to head over to the wide world of metal. Yes, sir. Right. And this week I decided let's do a band. Let's do an album that pretty much inspired... Mm, a hefty fucking Everything? amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything that we love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the 1983 album by Merciful Fate, Melissa. That's right. I'm not going to even try too, to do it. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to do a fucking King Diamond. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I got. Um, this is this is the first Merciful Fate album that I've heard, that I heard not that I've heard but that I heard uh, growing up. This was the one that I probably know the best, uh, even more than uh, Don't Break the Oath. I would that's say what I probably after that, I, that's my preferred. Honestly, Don't Break the Oath. I love Don't Break the Oath, dude. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh man, see, I'm more of a Melissa guy, man. I like Come to the Sabbath and everything, but uh, as a whole, like album front to back. This one, I think, is like peak fucking merciful fate. This gives the a little bit of everything. Oh, this is amazing. Don't get me wrong. This album fucking crushes. It, it's specifically for me, like Black Funeral on, like the second half of this album is is really a fucking masterpiece. Satan's Fall is gotta Long be a song. <laughs> it's gotta be one of the most epic heavy metal songs of all time dude there's so many changes and sound and rhythm and tempos there's like parts of it that sound like fucking rush is playing all of a sudden it's the fucking <laughs> craziest fucking metal song of all time dude um one thing that you notice in that song is that like the gain on their guitars it's like almost non-existent dude, yeah, only when the they play album. solos yeah, it's like super low gain, which is fucking awesome. I wish I could get that fucking guitar tone and play that fucking well. 
Sheesh. Uh, obviously, but, though, uh, my the, my go to track on this Black Funeral. That song fucking rules, dude. Yeah, it's hell, <laughs> Satan. I'm like every time. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're fucking doing dude. this. I think my song on this fucking album is Into the Coven. Oh, I always said that if I was going to be a wrestler, I'd come out to that one. song. That would be a cool would, fucking song to come out to. Would you come out to the fucking really weird, like lullaby song in the beginning, or would you? <laughs> I would. I would cut the classical piece yeah, like should. in half. <laughs> Or because then, like, when it starts going into like that that riff is so fucking sick, so sick. I have you ever seen King Diamond live? I have not. Uh, I I would say Merciful Fate, but there's no way that we saw them live. But uh, unless you're going to a tour right be, now that they are, yeah, of playing. course they're playing on a fucking weeknight in Philadelphia. Oh, it's so like stupid, oh, adults. Yeah, but um, <laughs> god damn it, but. You know, they'll play the hits live when you just see King Diamond now. And like, dude, like Into the Coven is fucking awesome. Like all these songs like Evil. They I saw like Kerry King play Evil with them. Oh no shit. Um Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh that's a great opening song though. Like for a for a fucking album. It's uh, cool. Especially 1983. Like, that, dude, that's a sick fucking opener. I will say that, yeah, you got to think about 1983 and like a bunch of like the other stuff that was coming out. Like what? Like Maiden did Peace of Mind, right? There were, I think, like Holy Diver was 83. Oh, oh, fucking Metallica's Kill Them All, fucking 1983. But like none of those can even like touch like the musicianship and like just the songwriting and the influence that I personally think this album has on what is going to become metal throughout the next like 40 to 50 years, dude. Was it been that well, long? I don't know. 40, at least 40 years for sure. <laughs> well, like I'm looking, so you got, um, let's, let's see some, uh, metal albums of 1983, uh, shout at the devil by motley crew but that's not like this type of metal kill them all right yep. see like i like kill them all think that's a fucking good album yeah but it doesn't make it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like an evil <laughs> no. fucking you know i'm not gonna play this on my fucking black mass Bro, you know merciful I mean? fate scared metallica when they fucking jammed with those <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> that's the best story ever i didn't i don't i don't know that Bro, story because like lars is from the same fucking area and shit and there's like a studio over there that yeah, merciful fates from like denmark right yeah 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 like something like that so like fucking there was a studio over there that they were that like merciful fate was like that was like their jam studio that they would always fucking practice at and metallica was recording or something over there and they let fucking metallica use their studio and Mis dude, Metallica got all freaked out because King had fucking skulls and like human all body parts shit. and shit everywhere and stuff, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a fucking man, dude. Dude, him coming out like in the fucking caskets and all that oh, shit. Like, I don't, know. I don't know. Was he doing that in Merciful Fate? I don't know. I know he was doing. He had like the whole gimmick and shit like that. He had like the. I know that, yeah. But I don't know but if like, he was, was doing he coming like, the, out the full theatrics at that point. With Denner Sherman fucking don't don't want anything to do with that. Um Bark at the Moon nineteen eighty-three. I feel like it's see like none of these albums feel like they're even in the same like genre of metal as this. No. They, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like I, and they would all like, you know, they obviously all have they're very influential in, in the genre. But man, like for what me and you love, 
particularly like this album changes the course of like everything moving forward to really create like what i think would be like the first wave of black metal like you really wouldn't have like uh, you would you would probably have stuff like Bathory and stuff like that but i really think that like this paves the way for bands like Bathory to become more successful and to like really push the boundaries of like what this sound can be here you go man suicidal tendencies 1983 Pff, fucking dude not for what? me not for me bro <laughs> not for uh, me. there are there are a couple of good albums dude in 1983 i gotta say hellhammer um, satanic rights yep uh i was actually that was one of the ones i was gonna say see you in hell by grim reaper 1983 great fucking album dude <laughs> um oh of course fucking show no mercy is 1983 that's that's a contender just covered, for just covered that motherfucker. That's a, yep, dude, that's a contender for another album that inspired a lot of people. Yeah, we said that too. That like there was, dude, uh, this year really I think was like the opening of the gates of like what heavy meant for like metal music. You know? Yeah, I see. Like to me, like Merciful Fate, you ended up getting a lot of like you got black metal from that. Yeah. You got i mean some like i would say even some like goth rock and shit oh, could yeah, have been dude, fucking sure. you know influenced by them especially the way that they presented themselves as a band and everything and then i feel like slayer was more of the influence for a lot of death metal bands that you know not so much you know slayer playing the type of death metal that would end up being 90s death metal but i feel like a lot of those bands were like definitely Yo, look at this slayer, for sure yeah like especially like early slayer but yeah i may i may be just talking out of my ass at this point no, but i totally see that I, man and like obviously I, like you know it's like the slayer was was a the big thrash and shit like that but undeniably the influence they had on on how people wrote guitar riffs i mean that band as much as i'm not a big slayer guy you hear their influence in riff writing to this day and new fucking bands that are coming out it's it's just yeah of course their style is so influential yeah and um this album uh like we keep saying melissa i, I feel like it just like the way that they presented themselves as the band you know the things that king diamond were was doing at the time he was like a satanist and all that shit the the music um like the lyrical content and everything it was just so different than all these other things because like even slayer 1983 if you looked at slayer yeah the music was fucking cool it was heavy it was fast yeah. but if you looked at them they were just like a bunch of kids from punk fucking kids, california dude. or whatever yep you know what i mean it, yeah it was more of a punk band but like when you looked at fucking merciful fate for some reason it was just like and they were young they weren't like old dudes you just looked at them and it was like there's just some a Mystical. different aura <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and even I to this day it. like seeing king diamond like it's always fucking awesome and it's just like a it's just a different experience than seeing a lot of other bands you know i, I don't know what it is so i'm just getting excited now talking about are, are you <laughs> more like if you're gonna listen to, to king at all are you gonna go to a merciful fate album or are you gonna go to a king diamond album like what's your preferred i i if i had to like rank the albums that i fucking listen to i'm gonna say i i probably listen to melissa 
I would say um, Abigail. Don't break the oath. And then them. But um, you don't like some of my favorite. Not really. There's some oh, good songs on there. Songs I would say it's like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I would put conspiracy after that. Actually, that would and then I, that would round it out for me. I don't really listen to like the stuff after that. Uh, it's not bad. It just I have enough to listen to. I got fucking five albums to listen to before that. But um, for whatever reason, them is. Uh, it's like number four for me, but um, like uh, what's it called? Invisible Guess. Oh, dude! Like that. Th- that's like one of my favorite fucking songs that he's ever done. Out of everything, like the whole song as a whole is fucking awesome. I'm definitely more of like a King Diamond fan than I am a Merciful Fate fan. I love Merciful Fate, and I but I'm just more so really into a lot of the King Diamond stuff. Uh, Abigail conceptually content wise lyrically and everything is probably one of the coolest fucking things ever created oh dude that is fucking awesome but i saw that album played in full oh my god i would dude yeah that's die happy bro it's fucking amazing now (laughs) to me though the music writing in them is far superior than the, the writing in abigail but like the concept for them isn't as strong. It's still cool. The whole grandma and the Anon and stuff like that. Like that's a whole fucking, that's a cool concept and stuff. But dude, the story behind Abigail and the fucking haunted mansion, so is, it, this should be a fucking movie, dude. That's so cool, <laughs> man. That would be a sick movie. I love I that thought shit. That. I always thought that'd be a cool fucking movie, man. That's why it's number two for me, man. I love it. I fucking love that album. Um, there's so many cool, like, uh, like you said like the, the concept of and stuff there's so many cool like little stories in the songs and the way that like king fucking king like sings them and the, the cadence the and everything yeah dude oh. it's so fucking Haunting. sick he is the fucking man <laughs> dude honestly my my favorite like metal performer like he one of my favorite things to do is to nerd out dude and to go on YouTube and watch uh, reaction videos of like musical or like singing like trainers and like singing teachers and shit do reaction videos to King Diamond fucking videos of him singing and shit and people who have never heard of him who are like classically trained musicians will be like mind blown and be like I can't believe how fucking talented this man is like he's singing and they'll like give like technical definitions of like what he's doing with his voice and how perfect and pitch key and, and all this other shit and I'm just like dude I respected King for like just cause he's a badass but like apparently everything he does is pitch fucking perfect like the dude is a musician with his voice well, he's a he's like a classically trained singer and everything. I don't think he fucked himself up with drugs and alcohol throughout the years. He still sounds great, and the dude's like a cancer survivor too. It's awesome, like such a fucking genius. awesome. We could just talk about King Diamond yeah, fucking all night, forever, Honestly, I got him on my <laughs> leg now. So immortal. <laughs> yeah, you have a King Diamond tattoo. It's That's how much you're into it. You see this bitch when it's finished. It's gonna be epic. Nice. I'm gonna have to get a merciful fate tattoo. You have to, dude. <laughs> I'll just get the don't I'll just get the don't break the oath fucking cover on my I chest. I love dude. I would be doing his dance tattoo, dude. Yeah, I would love that sick. shit. There's like a really cool like 3D album cover of that that somebody like sells. Oh, it's like nice. made out of plastic. 
but it's like big and like the th- and like the devil guy is like coming, coming out. out it's cool dude that's dope yeah i'll send it to you it's fucking sick but yeah uh melissa if you're gonna start anywhere with king diamond i would say you have start to start with merciful yeah. fate yeah melissa this shit is fucking sick so grizz i think that just about wraps it up man where could they find you on the internet you can find me on instagram at kane underscore enabler and you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. We've been doing uh, more Twitch streams. We just yes. did a Halloween one. Uh, thank you guys for coming yet again. Um, we'll be doing more as the time comes, as the nights become longer and the daytime become, become shorter. Everybody also don't forget to watch Grave Robbers this week so you guys know what the fuck we are Hell talking yeah. about next week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, man, I, I really wish more people would come to these Twitch streams because the chat is always filled. People are always going fucking nuts in there. I, I don't know, man. What's up? Why? What are you? What are you people doing out there? Why don't you come join us? Let us know how much you fucking hate us. Yeah, too. we have more listeners than we do. Uh, you know, uh, we see the numbers. We know you're out there. We see the downloads. Where you at on the Twitch, baby? You should see these animals over here. People are fucking disgusting. They're hanging dong in the goddamn chat on the Twitch stream. And you're not even a part of it. Get your ass yeah, over what there. The fuck? Break out. Show them who's the big dog is. And I, I also want to uh, I want to plug our man Ernie Kegstan's uh, new album that just came out, right? Blood Relations Eulogy. Um I actually did a little guitar work on there. I actually mastered it also. Oh, nice. But you did the funk yeah, you track, could right? you could go find that. What? <laughs> you did the funk track on the funk guitar. Uh, the wah <laughs> pedal. <laughs> I, I wish, man. <laughs> I want to play like a doobies like a doobie brothers fucking riff. Oh, yeah, but uh, you could find uh, you can find the album bloodrelations.bandcamp.com. Um, he's going to be selling, I, I think the pre-orders are up already. You could, you could buy the record, you could buy a cassette, uh, find him on Instagram underscore blood relations, or just go check out the laser graves podcast also if you want, but yeah, go check it out. Grizz. I think that just about wraps it up for this week. It does. We will see you next week with grave robbers.